Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. So I want to reflect on what God has, has done. I want to hear from him and, and, and I want to focus on what this theme was for this year. Is that okay today? And, and I want to let you know that this may be one of the hardest messages to preach. It may be one of the hardest messages to receive because the title of this message is examining our generosity. Say it with me, examining our generosity. And I don't know about you, but, and I've said it before, I don't like exams. I, I, I don't, you know, studying for them, getting ready for them. Anybody else gets stressed out over some exams and, uh, you know, and it, it's hard. And, and someone says, hey, we're going to examine this. It's like, do we really have to? Do we need to do that? And, but I think it's important for us at the culmination of this year to reflect back on this, this theme of growing in generosity. And I'm going to ask you to do some reflections uh, this week, this at the end of this, this year, over the next couple of weeks. How how am I doing? How did I do? And where do I need to grow? Is is that fair? I believe that's right from the Word of God. And so uh, pray for me. I, I come uh, with a humble heart today, but I'm going to be bold this morning in, in this message because we need to hear the Word of God. And the good thing is everything I'm going to say is from the Word of God. It's not just my thoughts. Uh, how many of you think that's a good idea? And so... Uh, I appreciate you you're helping me this morning and, and, and praying for this. So let's grab the Bible. Let's make this declaration today and trusting that the Lord has something for us. I believe this is the Word of God. I believe it's fully the Word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's Word today. I'm alert, I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you, Sister Bethany. You do such a great job leading us and playing, and we're excited about tonight. She's been working very hard this last few weeks, and uh, and so we were really excited what God has for tonight. I want to take you first to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And then later on, we'll jump into James in uh, chapter 2. And we've looked at James already this year a little bit, but I, I want to tie this together. I, I was just seeking the Lord over uh, for this service and just finding where he wanted us to go and, and with this idea of examining this, this theme throughout the year. I'm excited about the theme that God has given us for 2023, and I'll be sharing that in the next couple of weeks. And, and, uh, but I want to end this year, not that this puts a close on this. Uh, this doesn't end growing in generosity. How many knows that it's not just a, a one-year thing, like, well, I'm glad that's over. I don't have to grow anymore. No, no. I want to continue to be stretched. I want to continue to grow, but I want to take a pause right now and examine how did it go for me this year? How did it go for you? How did it go for us as a church? And I, I'm not here going to share numbers and those things, just thoughts and, and reflections of our hearts. And so I want to go right to the scriptures, looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, starting in verse 1. And here's a thought uh, for you if you're taking notes on your outline. Sometimes we have to hear it again. 
Has anybody been there before where you hear something, you got to hear it again and maybe even repeat it a, a, a third or, or fourth time till it really clicks in. And so this is what Paul is dealing with. And, and he starts here in this, in this verse that he says, this will be the third time I am coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Verse 2 says, I have told you before and foretell as if I were present the second time. And now being absent, I write to those who have sinned before and to all the rest that if I come again, I will not spare. Now that's a heavy verse. I want to look at that verse in the New Living Translation. I think it brings out some good clarity. He says this, I've already warned those who have been sinning when I was there on my second visit. Now I warn them and all others just as I did before. The next time I will not spare them. And Paul is getting into some heavy stuff. You realize this, this is a, a second letter, or actually it's the fourth letter to the Corinthian church. And if you read Corinthians chapter, or, or the first Corinthians book you'll, and letter, you'll find out they were in some mess. As believers, they were, they were learning some things and they got into some mess. They were in fornication. They weren't treating each other right. Uh, uh, they were selfish. Uh, this was all impacting that first letter. And now he comes back and he says, but I have to deal with you again. I'm coming back this third time. Some of you are not getting it. You ever met somebody didn't get it? <laughs> you know, you didn't, didn't we go over this already? What's, what's, and this is what Paul is dealing with. This is a real issue, and he was dealing with sin. And, and I'm not dealing with sin this morning. I, I'm dealing with this thought of that sometimes we have to hear it again. Paul is very, very straightforward in this and says, I've, I've, I've come, but he goes, I'm going to, he says, I'm losing some patience here. I'm not losing patience, but let me just, just let you go ahead. This is, this is Paul talking, but he's saying that I'm, I'm, I'm not, there comes a place you've got to make the decision to move forward. You've got to make the decision to do the right thing. You can't just keep getting trapped and, and keep getting bound up because the, the more entangled that you get. Anybody ever got caught up in some uh, some cords and electrical cords are the worst ones. You know what? I just I was thinking this the other day because I was working with some cords. I was like, I could not make it on a fisherman's boat. I would get, I would be taken over. I, I'm the guy that gets wrapped up somehow and I'm tangled up. And if that anchor went over, I'm going overboard. I realize that's not, that's why God has called me to, to be fishers of men and not a real fisherman because I would go overboard. I just, just what would happen to me. I know why that side note's in there, but I just thought I had to throw it out there. Anybody else been kind of like that? Just get tangled up and stuff. And, and, it's, and once you get tangled up, it's hard to get out of it, right? You can't figure like, I was just standing here. I didn't do anything. And all of a sudden these cords just wrapped around me. What? happen, right? And so here's the thing. Once you get tangled, it's hard to get untangled. Uh, You get yourself in a bigger mess. This is why Paul is saying, don't get tangled up. You know what those things are, those things that, uh, that easily to, that, that take you down, those things that are tempting to you, those things that grab after you, the, the potentialities of those things that you're, that you lust after, you go after. You need to stay away from that because it will tangle you up. Is this okay before Christmas? Lord, help us with this. Sometimes we have to hear it again. So here's this thought. God is proving through the shift. Say that with me. God is proving through the shift. I, I, I want to give you this, and you'll, you'll understand in just a second. This is what Paul says. Since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, who is not weak towards you, but mighty in you. Here's the, the New Living Translation. I will give you all the proof that you want that Christ is speaking through me, Christ is not weak when he deals with you. He is powerful among you. I want to say this humbly this morning. 
I've been called to be a preacher of God's word. I've been called to be a pastor. And some need proof. What do you, God is speaking through us. God is speaking through me to those who are hearing, who are sitting under this ministry. While you're here, you need to open up your ears. What is God saying? This doesn't bring any glory to me. This is not about me. This is about God and his word. But I've been called to deliver the word of God. I've been called to preach his message that it may move on our hearts to move us in a direction, not just to hear and forget, but to move together. How many believes that God has a plan for Central Church of God, that he has a people in place that he wants to, he wants us to hear. And so he's chosen me at this time to serve as pastor. I've got to be in tune with him. So you need to pray for me. Let his ears be open. Let his heart receive what he, what God wants to speak through me from his word. How many knows I bring the word of God every week? I'm not pulling up magazines. I'm not pulling up sermons online. I'm pulling up what God has put in in my heart for this time. And so I'm saying this humbly. You might need proof, but you may need to listen what God is saying, especially since October, this idea of shifting. This has been through confirmation after confirmation. This is not just an idea or a thought. God is doing something and he's proven himself through the shift. I hope I hear an amen this morning because God is on the move and he's moving us forward to do something for the kingdom of God. So here's the part about us together. Christ is not weak when he deals with you. He's not, he's not weak. He wants to deal with every one of us. Amen. And he is powerful. Some would say he is powerful among us. That's something to celebrate that he is powerful among us. How many believe that the spirit of God is in this place? Uh, it's not just in one person. It's in the body of Christ that's here together this morning. And so we need to tap in. God, what do you want to do today? Because your power is among us. Uh, there are people in this room, you have faith to pray over someone and believe in that they will be healed. It's not just through one person. It's not just through the pastor. It's through the body of Christ that we pray together. And we need God's uh, God's anointing on everyone. The power of God is among you. This is not about just uh, one person. This is about the kingdom of God. This is about all of us together. How many is ready to move forward in Jesus Christ? Uh, how many is ready to say, God, we want to minister to those are, who are in need. And there may be those among us but as those who are coming in lord help us give us this idea this vision that you have for us that we're not just here uh, it's good i love singing together you know i love singing together but it's more than about just singing together to him it's about him moving in us together to minister what he wants to do at that moment to see the lost one how many still praying for the lost Uh, and you want to see them move so god help us with this today So I humbly submit that to you as your pastor. I love you, but I have to speak in confidence and boldness. And it helps not just when you say amen, but when you're like, I'm praying for you, pastor. God is proving through the shift. Here's verse four. For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we still live with him with him by the power of God towards you. I just want to emphasize that again as Paul's writing, God is powerful and he's moving in us. So because of all this, because Paul is saying, recognize that God is in you, that God has changed you and God has transformed you. Because of this, you need to examine your faith. Let's look at verse five and six. Examine your faith. He says this, examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. That's a pretty bold statement. I thought I was already in the faith. I, I, I thought I was already saved. He's saying, examine if you're really in the faith. 
Examine where is your commitment in this. He says, test yourselves. You're reading the same verse I am. I, I, it's, it's there, isn't it? I, I didn't add that. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you're disqualified. But then he comes back. He says, I don't believe you're disqualified. I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. How do we know we're not disqualified? Because we're doing the things that Christ has called us to do. We, we are living out our faith. So we got to look at this next part. We're going to go to James now. And this is how I want you to think about it. Examine not just your faith, but examine your faith. And say it with me, and works. But we're not saved by works. No, we are not. We are saved by grace through faith. Right? How many knows that that's a gift from God? That's Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. And this passage doesn't contradict what Paul is saying. James is not in an argument with, with Paul over this. But James is bringing out clearly because of the faith that we have, there's going to be actions in our lives. Someone say actions. Here's what he says. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Now, we just talked about we are saved by grace through faith. Here's a New Living Translation to kind of look at different perspectives. He says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? What kind of faith can, or can this kind of faith save anyone? What, what James is getting to is saying that when you're living out your faith, it's recognized through your actions because it's the convictions on your life of the things that you do and the things that you don't do. It's your faith that determines those things. If I really believe in Jesus Christ, my life has been changed, right? Isn't that what repentance is? I was, I did a 180. I, I was going this direction and I went this direction. You didn't do a 360 because you're going back in the same direction. You did a 180. I change. That's the, that's the transformation power of the Holy Spirit working within us. And because I've changed, not in my own strength, but by the power of Jesus Christ, I'm on a new path. I'm on a new direction. And my actions and my reactions and the things that I do and the things I don't do look different than I was when I was walking the other direction. Because there's been a change in my life. And what James is saying, you're going to find out if your faith is real because of the way that you live. If your faith is not real... You're not going to live the right way. You're not going to act the right way. And you're not going to do things. Uh, your life should have changed when you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Uh, you're going to start prioritizing some different things in your life. I, I used to do this. And it may not even been sin. It may not have been wrong. But you realize this has taken a lot of my time where I need to have my focus on the, on the kingdom of God. How many knows that God wants to have a, us in a different mindset? We're not thinking worldly. We're thinking heavenly. And so we've got to examine this. This is where it gets tough. This is where he's saying you need to pause and examine your walk. This message is not to make anybody feel bad or guilty. Uh, this is not the, the intent. It is for us just to sit back and say, God, I want you to move on me. Now, how many said the declaration of the word this morning? You said, Lord, let the word get into my ears. Let it get into my heart. Let it bring change when I need to be changed, right? Isn't that basically what the declaration is saying? I believe this is the word of God and I'm ready to be encouraged and I'm ready to be challenged and I'm ready to be convicted by it in order to make the right decisions. How many wants to make the right decisions? So let's go to the next verses. He gives this illustration. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, 
If one of you says to them, depart in peace and be warm and filled, but you do not give them the things which they need for the body, what does it profit? He's just giving you this example that, that you've got, you can't just say be warm and go away. You need to give them something. Don't, don't just say be filled if they're hungry. You need to give them something. And I'm glad that our church is a, is a part of that. Uh, we don't have a food pantry here, but we give to a food pantry. And many of you have blessed others that you know, and, and we do, we do our benevolence ministry as best that we can. We want to help people in their place of, of need. Need and, and so we've got to be faithful to that. So here's the question for you. Is your faith fully functioning? If you're writing that down, is your faith fully functioning? Verse 17 kind of alludes to that. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, it's dead. That's, that's a tough verse. Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. How many believe this? That's a a heavy verse to take in. But James, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is dealing with this, writing with this to believers, saying that this walk with the Lord is more than just saying, Jesus, forgive me my sins. That's where it starts. Where it starts is realizing I'm a sinner, I'm undone, I'm on a path to hell, but I need to, I needed a savior. Jesus is the savior. I want to give my life to you. And so a part of this giving my life to you is recognizing that God has better things for our lives than what we were involved in before. And he wants to put us on the right path. And so I've got to examine this. And so if I just say I have faith, but I'm not doing anything with my faith, it says my faith is dead. So here I've added a question. Can we be bold for a minute? This is where I need your prayers. I, I, I'm not stepping on toll, toes. I, I'm not being mean. But I'm just going to ask a few questions. And I'm going to look at this. But, and I want you to let the Holy Spirit move on your heart. Is that okay? I'll give everybody 30 seconds and a chance to leave. Time's up. You didn't leave. That's good. Here we go. Are you ready? If you don't give your time, your faith is dead. Look at this context of what we've been talking about, time, talents, and treasures. Your faith is not just saying, Jesus is in my heart, he's forgiving my sins. Your faith is going to line up with your time. No one else can evaluate this, by the way. I'm not here to judge your time. You're not here to judge my time. You have to judge your own time. God knows because there's things that some of you do for the kingdom of God outside of church and that's okay, right? No one knows everything. This is between you and God right now. This is between you and your heavenly father. This is between you and Jesus and how you're working this out. But you have to be honest with yourself because they already know. And you need to say, how much time am I really dedicating to the kingdom of God and working for the kingdom of God? If you don't give your time, your faith is dead. That's a bold statement. I know that. But this is what I believe James is saying. Because he says faith without works is dead. It has to be there. Now, I understand that we are all given so much time. And and some of you have very busy schedules. And I understand that. 
I understand some of your jobs are very demanding, and, and so you, you only have so much, and you have to balance it out. How many knows family is important? If you're still in a, in a home and, and you've got kids, or if, if you're married, you have a spouse, you've got to balance all that out. You can't, you can't be absent all the time because you're always doing kingdom stuff and you lose your family in the process. We've got to balance this out. This just, it's, that's important. But I believe the Lord also will move on our hearts to help us find those times that we can serve the kingdom in great ways. You still with me? All right, here's the second one. Are you ready? If you don't give your talents, your faith is dead. I'm amazed about how God has gifted the body of Christ with so many things. And when we just talk about talents, some of you may just go to, you know, the, the ones that are visible. Well, they can sing, they can, they can play an instrument, they can do that. And, 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 and so that's where, you know, God has gifted the church beyond singing, beyond instruments, beyond uh, just things. There's a, there's a lot of talents that you'd be amazed what some of you all can do uh, and that can bless and, uh, the kingdom of God. So you got to find out, okay, this gift that I have, this, this, this ability that I'm able to do these things, how can I submit this to the kingdom of God to be used that it may bless people, that it can, it can forward the gospel to others? Uh, there's a way, and, and, and you're a talented group of people. Go ahead and tell, you, tell one another, you're a talented group of people. And mean it. Go ahead and tell them that you're talented. There's talent out here. Now we've got to find, Lord, help us. How can I use this talent for your kingdom? How many believe that God can use every one of us in this room, every one of you watching online, God has gifted you with a talent that can be used for the kingdom of God. Does that mean it's going to be used every Sunday? Probably not. Go ahead and get that okay, because some people are like, well, if it's not going to be used every Sunday, maybe it's not a talent. No, it is. It may only show up once a year, but that's okay. It, but it, it's it's your willingness to give when it's needed, when when God is requiring of that, right? If, at that moment. So Lord, help us with, with this. You know, I'm not going to play a little drummer boy right now, but that's kind of the, this is Christmas, so let's go ahead and attach this message of Christmas. Didn't, isn't that what we, we sing? There's a little drummer boy that comes and he didn't have anything else to give, but he could play his drum. So you all have a gift that you can give to the newborn king. Amen? You're probably going to guess the last one, but let's go ahead and do it. Ready? If you don't give your treasures, your faith is dead. God, God wants us to be obedient in giving to him. This is a part of working out and living out our faith. If God is able to save you from your sins because of faith, he's able to touch your finances with the same faith. If you trust the Lord to, to help you with, the, with your faith to receive him as your savior, do you not think that you can have that faith to believe that he's going to take care of your finances when you become a generous giver? I hope there are some amens in this place today. When we get to that place, I'm trusting the Lord with everything because my faith, yeah. So if you're not a giver, your faith is dead. I'm not saying that meanly. I'm saying that's what the Word of God says. You, you, you've got to, you got to put your faith into actions, right? Because faith without works is dead. I know this is not easy. This is not easy for me. But I'm sharing the truth. And I'm sharing it in love. So why is this so important? This is the question I want you to think. Why is this so important? I'm glad you asked. Because if your faith is dead in these things... 
You won't have the faith to overcome when the spiritual war is raging and the battle is at hand. Someone needs to hear that again. Because this is important. Because if your faith is dead in these things, you won't have the faith to overcome when the spiritual war is raging and the battle is hard. How many knows there's some warfare that is out there that, that the enemy wants to, to attack you? And if you're not exercising your faith in the things that you know that you're already supposed to do, the things that you need to, to do for the kingdom of God, if you're not exercising that, you're not going to have the faith to believe that God's going to bring you through some hard times. Uh, you're not going to have the faith to overcome in wars. I, I know that we've been preaching. You can, you have the faith to overcome. Yes, but you have to exercise that faith. Uh, you got to put that faith into action. Uh, I want you to say, to hear this. It takes fully functioning faith to put on the armor of God. It takes fully functioning faith to put on the whole armor of God. You don't have fully functioning faith. You're going to put on a helmet of salvation and leave the breastplate of righteousness off to the side. You need the whole armor of God. If you don't have fully functioning faith, you may put your you may put the uh, the, the the shoes on, but uh, you may have a shield, but you're not going to have a sword. You you've got to have it all. How many knows that God gave us uh, this in Ephesians chapter six, the, the whole armor of God that that will be ready to be prepared for battle because what we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities. How many knows that the war is real, the the battle is real, and we're going to make it through not because of our just our actions, it's our faith that rises up with. Within us, and so we want our faith to increase. How many wants your faith to increase? I want to let you know that that you can have your faith increase by doing good things. Let's continue in, in James here. He says, "But some will say you have faith, and I have works." He says, show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. How many believes that's the word of God? It's right in the word. This is not to show up somebody. This is not to rub it in somebody's face. That's not the intention of this passage. What he's saying is that if you say that you're saved and I can't see anything going on in your life that shows that you're saved, shows that you've been changed, show that you've been redeemed, show that you really trust God. This, these are good conversations at work when, when the, when you're around the, the, the water cooler and you're like, wow, I got my, my, uh, my paycheck. It, it wasn't as much as I was hoping for. I didn't get as many hours this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I didn't work either, but you know what? God is going to take care of me. And then I'm, I just praise the Lord. I can be faithful. I'm going to be faithful to my church anyway. What do you mean you're going to be faithful to church? I'm going to give my 10% of my tithe and I'll probably give an offering on top of that. How are you going to survive? I have faith in God. He's going to take care of my needs. You know that living out our life Life is a witness to others. It's not rubbing because they don't understand. How can you do all these things? How, how are you going to how, how are you going to take care of my family? You know what? I trust God to help take care of my family. I want to be a good steward of what He's given me, and I'm going to bless the, the kingdom of God. And then my obedience is going to bless my home. Yes, we may have to do without every once in a while. We may not get that extra gallon of ice cream this week. We may just have to eat rice and beans. But I know this: we are going to survive. But when I find out that I give my my faith to God. And I begin to, to give of my possessions. I give of my treasure. The Lord always finds a way to bless me in a way that I wasn't expecting. How many, uh, how many ate this morning that wanted to eat? Uh, how many ate something last night that wanted to eat? You, you, you didn't go without because God is blessing you. And if you're in need and you're trusting God, we'll make sure that you, your needs are met. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll help you out. Because that's what the body of Christ does. We're not going to let people go without, but it goes back. Are you exercising your faith? He says it so clearly. Show me your faith without your works. You can't do it. 
You, you can't show you're a believer without trying to connect something to this. That's your works. Works is not a bad thing. Go ahead and say that out loud. Works is not a bad thing. It's got to be in the right balance. Because we understand that we're not, we're not judged about, about all the things that do. When we get to heaven, you can't stand at the, at the gate of heaven and say, let me give you the list of things I've done. This is how I get in. No, no, no. It's not about that. It's about your heart towards Jesus Christ. It's about his grace covering your sins. It's about being forgiven. Amen. That's what gets us into heaven. But when we're there, I, I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because of my faith in Christ, I, I want my life to line up with that. Well, I'm going to say something that's probably going to get me in trouble. There's some of you that will wear a hat to support certain parties, certain candidates. You're bold about that. Be bold about Christ. You, 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 you're not ashamed to say, I affiliate with this party or I affiliate with that party. You're not ashamed of that at all. This may be for someone online. We can't be ashamed of the gospel. That's what, that's what I support, Jesus Christ. I, and I know I've picked on Christina a lot, but every time she comes in, I, I think it's her daily apparel. I think she went into her closet, threw out every ACDC shirt that she had, and replaced it with Jesus Christ. Everything she wears has Jesus, her faith on it, and she's wearing that out, and it's a testimony. This is, this is what we need to do, amen? Help me, I'm, I'm struggling today. you got to just pray for me. Listen to the top of this. Again, fully functioning faith is doing, not just believing. Verse 19 says, you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? You're like, how many times are you going to hear that? Well, he said it again. I just had to read it again. Do you not know faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. How many takes comfort in that? How many wants to be called the friend of God? If you have a true friendship with someone, don't you do things for them? If they would ask you to do something, if you're truly their friend, you're going to make a, you're going to find a way to, to help them in that, right? Why? What a, what a great thing to hear that we are, we can be called a friend of God and he's asking things of us. He's asking to let his light shine to, through us to others. He's asking us to do kingdom work together that will, that will propel the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's asking us to serve one another. He's asking us to, to take the gospel to the lost. He's asking us to, to feed those who are hungry. He's asking us to be active in our faith. Verse 24 says, you see then that, at a, man, that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. Likewise, when Rahab the harlot also was justified by works when she received the messengers and, and sent them out another way. For as a body is without the spirit is dead. You're talking about your, your flesh. If you didn't have a, a spirit in you living, your, your body would be dead. He says, just as like that, say with me, so faith without works is dead 
also. Say it out loud really hard. So faith without works is dead also. Someone catch this. Spiritual works will fuel your faith. Spiritual works will fuel your faith. How many wants your faith fueled? In the area that you might be struggling, that's where you may need to begin. If you're struggling with faithfulness and giving, go ahead and trust the Lord. As we're starting this, this is so great because we're getting ready to enter into that new calendar year and everybody wants to make new starts and, and try things different. And So before you join the Y and pay out $70 a month, you may look at your commitment to the church and the kingdom of God. Before I add on another membership of this and that, you may say, I'm going to trust God first and obey him. Because I can tell you the, the, the physical uh, exercising is good, but spiritual exercising is more important. So don't take on more than what you can do before you examine how am I being faithful to God. Is this helping anyone this morning? So let's do the Bible. Are you ready? This week I want you to read Hebrews 11. There's 40 verses there. We've had you read this passage begin, but it's, it's, a, it's an encouraging passage. You're going to hear these words by faith, by faith, by faith. So I want you this week to examine yourself. Humbly examine your works that you do because of your faith. Listen to that. Humbly examine your works that you do because of your faith. This is not to make you proud or boastful, but examine. What am I doing? What works am I involved in because of my faith? Not just because I'm asked or not just because there's a need that needs to be here and I'm just willing to fill in the need. I'm just going to serve where, where I'm, where, what needs to be filled in. No, examine why am I doing this? Is this where my heart is at? Am I doing it with my whole heart? Examine what am I doing? Is there, am I, how is my, how am I done in my time giving? How am I done in my treasure giving? How am I done in my talent giving? And you gotta examine. No one else can do this for you. I don't have a, I don't have a, a physical paper to hand out and ask you to, you know, check it out one, on a scale of one to ten. You're gonna have to do that yourself. And then I also want you to pray, Lord, are there more works for me to do for the kingdom? Now, the question is, are there more? It didn't say, what are the more works, right? Because some of you have already had a limit, and you, you, you can't add any more things to your plate. You may need to take some things away so you can be better at this, and, and that's okay too, right? Examining means I'm evaluating this to see how am I doing. The Lord doesn't want us to be overloaded. He doesn't want us to be, because he, he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And, and so, yes, there is work in this, but he wants to make it easy for us that we are able to accomplish it. When the, when the oxen is pulling the plow, they're able to do this, but they have a weight limit. If they keep adding more and more weight, eventually they won't be able to pull what they need to pull, right? And so you need to know what your ability is and where your limit is at. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Be willing to push yourself to find that limit. 
Be willing to say, I'm willing to take on more. But when I realize there's too much, I've got to be willing to say, I, I've got too much on me. How many knows that God cares for us? But he wants us to be active because this will fuel your faith. This will energize you when you're doing something. I'm going to pick on Brother Brian. He, at Biotree, uh, last year he wasn't able to work. He said, this year I want to help out with Biotree change a life. And he says, I don't know how much I can do, but I just want to be a part of it. And so they dedicated some time, him and Sharon. They came on over. And he said, one day he goes, I couldn't wait to get there. He says, out of all the years that I worked a secular job, I don't think I ever woke up one morning and was like, I can't wait to get to work today. But he says, but I couldn't wait to get there because I realized it was making a kingdom impact. I, I was doing something for the kingdom of God. And I want to let you know that, that that's what happens. Uh, that when we start submitting our time and, and our talents and our treasure to God, it changes our perspective. It exercises our faith. It fuels our faith. So I want to read a couple of verses as our praise team is coming back this morning. Hebrews chapter 11, the first six verses. You've heard it before, but I want you to take comfort in this this morning. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that these things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it being through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death, and was not found because he, God had taken him. For before he was taken, and he had this testimony that he pleased God. How many wants to please God? So are you ready? But without faith, without activating faith, without faith being alive, right? This is what the, this is what the context is. A, a, a dead faith is not going to please God. An active faith is pleasing God because those who have active faith are going to seek Him. Without faith is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. What does that mean, to diligently seek after him? It means, God, I'm seeking you in my life to know what you want to do with me here on earth for the kingdom of God. I want to put my faith into action. The faith that saved me and transformed me I want it to be evident in my daily walk. I want people to, to know when I'm encountering them that the way that I, uh, I'm treating them, the way that I, that I help them, the, the way that, I, that I'm, I'm working with them, it's a, it, it is an outcome of my faith in Jesus. And that's the way it should be, right? And I imagine all of us, if we would be honest, we need to grow in that. And that's why 2022, the Lord put in our hearts, to help us grow in generosity of our time, talents, and treasures. 2022 is almost over. You can take time and examine this. But we don't want to just put 2022 on the shelf. I want to grow from it. So as you stand to your feet this morning... Right where you are today... 
I just want you to examine your heart. I'm not going to ask you to, to come forward this morning. I don't want you to always think I'm predictable. But I want you to examine your heart right where you're at. And say, God, I surrender it all to you. I still want to grow. Lord, 2022 is not over. There's still room for me to grow this year and to continue into next year. Lord, as we just take time this morning, as we're reflecting on the greatest gift, your son, Jesus Christ, as we go into the tonight's service and we hear the Christmas story and we reflect on that, all that is to activate faith in us that you're real. That's the first part of that faith is a believing that you exist, that you're real. And you're a rewarder of those, you're a rewarder for those in this room, those watch online who will seek after you. So Lord, we just press in right now. Move on our hearts. We'll just take a time of reflection as the worship team leads us for just a couple more moments. start examining yourself over these next couple weeks first take confidence that you're saved amen take confidence that he's redeemed you that he loves you this is not a an examination for god to, to try to make you feel bad that's not what this is about it's about being honest god i love you i know you've changed my life and i just want to make sure i'm doing all i can for you and some of you may not realize how much you are doing. I want to let you know that. There, there's little things that you do. This is, this is not just trying to make folks feel bad. It's like, I'm not a part of that team or that team. If there's places that you can join, do that. But also take confidence on the things that you are doing because God is blessing you to touch other people. It's okay every once in a while. It's like, 
I'm glad I'm able to do that. Be encouraged by that. But just be open if there's area you need to grow in. And all of us can grow. I think we're all in that same place. All of us can grow. So Lord, I pray over this congregation today. Everyone that's hearing through the internet and watching online. Listening to the podcast later. Just, we pray that this word goes out right. It's received with the right heart. That is preached with the right heart. Lord, that you're just wanting us to draw closer to you. And that you've created us. Lord, as your ambassadors for the kingdom of God to do something great while we're walking here on earth. Lord, our works are not going to get us into heaven. It's faith in you. But since you've changed us, Lord, you've created us, you've you've gifted us to do something for you. Help us continue to be open to hear what that is. It may be something that one might consider small, but it's always great when it's done with a full heart dedicated to you. And we love you, Lord Jesus. Keep us all safe and healthy until we can return again tonight, Lord, to hear this Christmas story. Lord, we pray for everyone that's involved in this production, Lord, that is done for your glory, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen.